we're continuing our study of interesting people of the Old Testament, and we're talking about Noah and how he overcame his circumstances and trusted God. And if you conquer your circumstances, it's because you refuse to go along with what does not fit the purpose and plan and will of God. Noah refused to be a part of the corruption of his day. He refused to be a part of the violence. He refused in his heart to fashion false god in evil ways. He said no to the patterns around him. He wouldn't go along with the crowd. He was willing to be different. He was willing to be unique. He was willing to stand by himself if necessary. How did he do it? The Bible says he did it by grace. The Bible says in the 8th verse of the 6th chapter of Genesis, but Noah found favor or grace in the eyes of the Lord. Grace is unmerited favor. It is the acceptance with which from God that we could never deserve, earn, or merit. And that's what Noah received. He received God's unmerited grace and favor, not because he deserved it, not because he was good enough for it, but because he trusted and put his faith in God. Noah was an oasis in the midst of a dreary desert, and God had prepared Noah as such. But God's grace is also available for us. It's God reaching out in love and forgiveness and mercy, and Noah received it. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anybody should boast. Grace is all that God has made available to us. You see, Grace is God's riches given to us at Christ's expense as Christ died for us. He provided this, this favor with God that we could have if we would trust in Christ. Also, the Bible says that Noah conquered by faith. He was a man of faith. Hebrews 11 classifies him in the faith heroes of the, of the Old Testament and of, God, of that time, that he was a man who walked with God and trusted God by faith. It's said only a few people in the Bible that they walked with God. We mentioned Enoch earlier. Now the Bible mentions Noah as one of the people who did that. Now this is a, a beautiful testimony of the fact that in the midst of the vilest, most terrible, sinful time ever that had been on earth to that moment, here was one man in the midst of all that was going on, walked with God, trusted God, depended on God. Of course, it doesn't mean that you take God's hand, as I mentioned earlier, it means that you're conscious of his presence. You put your faith in him. You, you seek to obey him. You trust him. You depend on him. You obey him. Secondly, to walk with God means that you're in agreement with his purpose. And, and that's, of course, what was true with Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time, the Bible says, which means he had integrity. <clears throat> and righteousness and unrighteousness can't walk together, live together. They can't be a part of the same thing. We also walk with God when we have communion, which draws from a divine source. It means that you're in fellowship with God and you're receiving from him that which you need to live the life you need to live, that he gives you strength, that he gives you power, that he gives you ability. You see, God wants to give you what you need. His grace reaches out to do that. Grace is his power and his strength and all that he provides if we humbly ask. That's why the Bible talks so much about humbling ourselves. If we depend on ourselves, we get what ourselves can produce. But if we depend on God, we get what God can produce. It makes no sense to depend upon ourselves and what we can do when we can depend on God and get what he can do. 
The Bible says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Because of his trust in God and his faith in God, God warned him. You see, God reveals his truth to those who walk with him. The people around him went their merry way, thinking everything was just going to keep on just like it was. But God warned Noah he was going to bring judgment on the world. And Noah believed God, and he conquered these circumstances by his faith and then by his obedience. You see, true faith always ushers into obedience. That's why James says faith without works is dead. If we say we have faith and don't trust God and it doesn't come out in our daily lives, it's just a bunch of talk. So the Bible says Noah did all that God had commanded him, Genesis 6.22. Noah spent 120 years obeying one command of God, which was to build a giant boat, the ark. He not only believed God's word, but he did something about it. He acted on it. The task God had given to him was monumental, and it was extremely difficult, and oftentimes it must have been discouraged, discouraging. But Noah didn't complain, and he didn't question. He simply obeyed. He worked, and he preached for 120 years. I'm sure a lot of people came by and said, How's your boat coming, Noah? And laughed at him. But he just kept on working and kept on preaching and kept on sharing. I want you to see that in spite of all the circumstances that were going on around Noah, how it all came out, the, by the conclusion of the matter, because by grace and faith he trusted God and was obedient, he saw what God saw. He saw the coming judgment. He saw the world was going to be destroyed. He saw that God was going to save those who put their trust in him. And Noah saved his family. You see, the greatest influence we are to have should be our family. We need to influence others, but we need to, first of all, influence our family. If we succeed in business or in anything in this world and have a name that people know and recognize and honor, it doesn't matter if we fail with our family, if we don't lead our family to Christ, and if we don't help our family walk with God. These were the only people that joined Noah in the ark. One thing that's interesting is they were the only people who believed Noah enough to follow him into that ark. They believed what he said to be true because they had seen it in his life and they had seen it practiced in his daily walk. And his wife, his sons, and his daughters-in-law believed the God he believed, trusted the Savior he trusted, and went into that ark with him. And the Bible says God shut the door. Whatever else we do, we need to conquer our circumstances in that same way. One young lady said as she was near death from an accident, Mom, you taught me all kinds of things, but you never taught me how to die. And that's the greatest thing we can teach our kids. If we teach them how to trust Christ and live in him, they'll know how to live, they'll know how to die. I knew a pastor many years ago in Arkansas whose teenage daughter died of cancer. It was so hard on him and his wife. But the last thing that his daughter told him before she died was, Thank you, Daddy telling me about Jesus. You see, he had told her about many things, and he had tried to, to raise her in the right way and bring her up to love God. But the great thing that mattered was he told her about Jesus. And the Bible says about Noah that he was a preacher of righteousness in Second Peter 2.5.
And that was certainly true. He was a man who preached the truth and stood for what was important. And so can we in our day and in our time. God bless you. Have a great day and a great week.